following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free online stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. It is our final hour of two days of broadcasting from the 24th Annual Helen DeVos Children's Hospital Radiothon. It's going to be a record-setting two days. Could be well over $600,000 raised from the people of Michigan. Also, iHeart West Michigan, Tim Fegg and his crew from Star 105.7 FM, B93 and 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. Great stories. And things are happening every day here at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. You have less than two hours to donate on the Meyer phone banks. They'll be open until 7 p.m. tonight, 1-877-953-5437. That's 1-877-953-5437. Also, give.corwellhealth.org forward slash radiothon inside this hour. Mr. Schwab will join us, one of our NFL insiders. He knows everything about the NFL. Frank Schwab is standing by. How you doing, my man? What's going on? Hi. Uh, the state of the NFL right now, Niners, big dogs out there. Uh, who, You know, trying to figure out the second-best team, because I look at the way Philly was – crushed by the Niners at home. I'm looking at the AFC trying to navigate that watching the lose to the Packers, which we'll get to the NFC North in a moment. Uh, who, who's, who's your top three in the NFL right now as we're talking? Yeah, and I think as you kind of alluded to, the 49ers are far ahead of everybody else. Like, they're just they are the best team and everybody's chasing them, period. And to be honest, I don't think they're going to lose again this season. I think they're going to win out and win the Super Bowl. I think that's how good they are. I mean, maybe they lose week 18 if they're sitting guys, whatever. You're right, though. Getting the number two is interesting. In my power rankings, I had the Eagles because, yeah, they just got the doors blown off of them by the 49ers, but 
who else would you put there? I think that, like, everybody you can make an argument for. Oh, I guess. Like, I, you know, the, the Ravens. The Ravens are a great example. I think the Ravens are a really good football team. They lost to the Colts at home. They lost to the Steelers. We saw them last night. Like, they're not without their flaws, uh, and they don't have Mark Andrews anymore. Uh, you know, I mean, you go down the list. The Cowboys have not beaten anybody who's over 500. The Dolphins haven't beaten anybody who's over 500. The Bills probably won't make the playoffs. The, you know, I mean, you could just go down the list. The Chiefs, they've got four losses by now. So I think when you look at the state of the NFL, it's the 49ers out in front of everybody. And, yeah, like you kind of mentioned, good luck figuring out the second best team because I don't think there's an obvious answer although I guess at the end of the day I picked the Eagles just because they they do have 10 wins and, and nobody else does and the Eagles have found a way to win uh, I'll tell you what the Cowboys the way they've played at home this year they they would be uh, the second best team in my mind but you look then on the road where they get like drilled 42 10 uh, by the Niners I look at the Niners what they've done to the Cowboys at home and I agree with you. They're not going to lose the game the rest of the way. What they did to the Cowboys at home, Eagles last Sunday, what they did at Jacksonville when they got Samuel uh-huh. back, they have just thrashed some really good teams. I, I said in uh, – I think it was in Power Rankings. It was somewhere. I basically – I said the five most the five most impressive dominant performances I've seen all season have all been by the 49ers, every single one of them. You're talking about the ones you mentioned, but let's start. Week one, the Steelers. Just look, the, the, yeah, the Steelers look bad right now, but there was still a 7-4 team at one point, and this 49ers absolutely trashed them on opening day. But he got the Cowboys game. They beat the heck out of the Cowboys. They beat the heck out of the Jaguars, who were in line for the number one seed in the AFC before Trevor Lawrence got hurt. They uh, you go down the list, and it's, yeah, they, you know, I mean, they beat the heck out of the Eagles. And, and all these games kind of add up to the point where you're like, oh, the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, too. They, that score was was not indicative of how much of a blowout that game was. The Seahawks had like 19 yards at halftime. This, this 49ers, four of those games, by the way, were on the road. So... I think when you look at the 49ers, there's just – look, it doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. It, 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 look, the 2007 Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl. They're the best team I've ever seen. So there's no guarantee the 49ers win a Super Bowl, especially if they don't catch the Eagles for the number one seed and all that. But, you know, if you're a team like the Eagles, you come out of that game Sunday, and if you're having an honest conversation with yourself, you're saying, we can't beat that team. We need an injury. We need a kind of a fluky day. But we are not even close to being as good as that team. And the Eagles might be the second best team in football thing now. And the injury you need is the injury they got last year when Purdy got hurt. And, right. uh, you know, if Purdy's healthy, uh, do the Niners go uh, win that Super Bowl? Not only beat the Eagles, but uh, also beat the Chiefs. And I speaking of the Chiefs, I, I look at the AFC right now, Frank, and – Miami, there's just something missing from this team where I, I don't trust them being able to go anywhere and win or even at home. Same thing with Baltimore. Even the Chiefs, the way they looked against the Packers who are playing really good football uh, right now. And we'll touch on the NFC North in a minute. But, you know, it, it's the Niners. And then there's that group of Eagles probably after that. Cowboys, Lions. You know, I, I, I put the Dolphins and Baltimore, because Baltimore beat Detroit in front of them, and there's like a group of ten that I think could win it all. Yeah, I, I think I, 
think in my power rankings I got to about seven. And then at eight, I'm like, I have no idea. No, like, who's the eighth <laughs> best team in football? Like, I mean, really, like, you get to the – I think I had – I think I had the Bills at number eight, and I don't even think the Bills are making a playoff. But wow. at some point, you just got to fill out a power ranking, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's very uh, very interesting. We'll see. And there's just it's not a good NFL season, like we've talked about before. The quarterback injuries, kind of the lackadaisical, not lackadaisical, but just the the, the issues all these teams have. It means there's there's only one great team. There's only about seven good teams, and everybody else is just kind of whatever, right? I don't know what to make of that as far as the playoffs go. Are we going to see a team like the Packers or if the Bills get the seventh seed? A team like that just storm through the playoffs because nobody's very good? I I don't know. I, I, I But it's been a weird NFL season, and I think a lot of that is due to bad quarterback play and the injuries of quarterback. Yeah, that's what that was my point in starting the conversation where we're at right now. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. That That's why I look at the Lions, and even they haven't been special the last four weeks, but at the end of the day, it's not about the analytics. It's about did you win or lose, and they're 3-1 and one in those four games. And I, I, I am comfortable – with the Lions having to go anywhere or play anybody outside of San Francisco once they get to the playoffs? Yeah, I would think so. I, I, mean, I don't know what to make of the last game. It's like I, I, they should have lost that football team. They got really dominated by the Packers on Thanksgiving. I, I, that was mm. shocking to me. I, I thought the Packers would compete in that game and not win like they did. And then even last week, Lions come out 21 zip, and you're like, whoa, okay, the Lions are back. They're going to. And the rest of the game was just kind of a slog where they just let a really mediocre Saints team hang around, and they could have lost that game after being up 21 zip. I just don't know. I think it's just kind of a midseason lull. You get getting these, getting these, you know, spots in your schedule where it even happened to the 49ers losing three in a row, where it's a long season, and maybe you lose a little bit of focus, and maybe you just just don't play well for a few weeks and i think that's what's going on with the lions but these past three games have kind of made me wonder how what their ceiling is now we'll see i mean there's plenty of time for them to turn it back around but right now i just i'm thinking about can they go on the road and beat eagles or cowboys or whoever it's going to be i think the answer to that right now is probably not but we'll see what what the end of the season maybe they you know maybe turn it back around and finish strong like they did last season it will be interesting beginning Sunday for the Lions at the Bears and then that road trip uh, to Minnesota and to the Cowboys. Those three games will tell me if the Lions are playoff ready. Yeah, um, it, it'll be very interesting. I mean, this is, boy, I mean, I, I just, I'm curious what kind of, what we, what we, <laughs> What we do with the Lions, I mean, they're going to win the NFC North, right? Like, clearly. Like, I don't think the Packers are going to catch them or the Vikings or anybody like that. So, it's just interesting to know what do we make of the Lions going forward because they have all these winnable games that they should really impress with. Is that good enough to, to feel good about them going forward? I, I, I truly don't know the answer to that. Yeah, because then you look at the possibilities if they're the three seed, and that's kind of where I'm projecting them. They'll stay in front of the NFC South winner. And what's when you look at the, that group of teams that are in that six and six bubble range, that you could have the possibility of Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit for the first home playoff game inside Ford Field. He's in a Rams uni. 
and Goff is in a Lions uniform. That would be unbelievable NFL theater. It would be great. I, you know, that's, that's been such a surprising story. I mean, this NFC wild card has been crazy. I, I, did, I expected the Rams to go about, honestly, like 4-13 this year. I, I just... Didn't much, I, like, I just didn't like the roster. The roster was terrible, but Stafford's having a heck of a year when he's been healthy. McVay's having a heck of a year. Even the Packers coming back, I think, would be really, really fun. I know that more than anything, I, you know, I think a lot of NFL fans are rooting for the Lions. I think that a lot of NFL fans, if you don't have a team in it, like I'm not saying the Packers fans are or anything, or the Rams fans it would be if it ends up being Rams-Lions, but I think if you're kind of neutral, you're rooting for the Lions to at least win a game or two in the playoffs, make a run. I think it just it would be an awesome NFL story. There's no question about that. Oh gosh, I I said outside of going to the Super Bowl, it would the hype going in uh, the week leading up to that. Oh geez, yeah. it would it would feel like a Super Bowl uh, in Detroit, but still a lot of work to do. We'll see what the Lions fight through you know injuries on the offensive line with hutch getting a lot of double and even the chips and borderline triple teams at time or at times that lions defensive line needs to play better but they're nine and three you know it is about winning and losing it can't be beautiful for four quarters every game so i kind of i have them projected at 12 and 5 is my number on how they'll finish which would be a heck of a year host that playoff game and you go from there yeah, I think it's already been a great season for the Lions, assuming they don't, like, lose out or anything. I mean, first division title in 30 years. I mean, some huge wins, some really, really fun football. I mean, they're just not on, probably, anyway, the 49ers level right now. Well, anything can happen. Like, we've seen non-number one seeds go to Super Bowls lately. Like, it's not unusual, and it's not crazy. I think the Lions can make that run, but... Unless unless these last few weeks of the season and the playoff game is just going to be a total train wreck, this has just been a phenomenal, fun, great season for the Lions, no matter what happens after, uh, you know, no matter what happens the rest of the way. You know, these NFL storylines have been incredible in both the AFC and the NFC. You think about what Miami's doing, right? You, you love that story. You look at the wild card battle uh, in the AFC is fantastic, just like it is in the NFC, Lions have been one of the better stories. Uh, the Niners look like they could be a dominant team, not only this year, but maybe for a couple of years to come. And, like, if you don't have the Purdy injury from last year, they could be working on back-to-back uh, Super Bowl rings. So the league is alive and well. I, I do wonder, though, with the speed and size of the game, if the NFL wouldn't be better off with a break in December around the holidays and finish their season end of February and just let some of these teams recharge because I'm watching a lot of these games, Frank, and guys just look like they don't have legs and they're hitting the wall. Frank, are you there? He does live in Denver. I, yeah, I never I never really sorry about that. I never really thought about that as far as like giving everybody a buy in mid-December or something like that. I think that'd be, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like, give everybody a week, like, during the college football Christmas. championship. Or Christmas week, you know, Christmas, Christmas yeah, and Christmas New Year's. Christmas, give, yeah. them, give, them, give them all Christmas to New Year's off, and then you finish out the regular season the first two weeks of January, and then you run the playoffs for the month, and the Super Bowl would be second, third week 
of, of February. You adjust accordingly with the combine uh, and the draft and whatever you need. I, I just – it is such a fast – as I watch hard knocks, even the in-season hard knocks on Max with the Dolphins, that when you get that NFL f- film footage of ground level and you see how fast and violent and big the and legally violent that these players are – it's amazing there's not more injuries in the NFL. I'm serious. Oh, absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the, the toughness and kind of good luck that you need to make it 17 weeks uh, is unbelievable. I mean, it's it does it amazes me that any of these guys can make it to the end of the season. It is such a brutal game, and helping them like helping them out where you can it would be it'd be good for the game. I mean, just. Again, we talked about all these injuries and, and, and how kind of choppy NFL play has been. And not that one week off any time would, would eliminate any of that, but you'd at least give these guys a chance to kind of give their best football late in the season when we want to see it. I can't even imagine how beat up these guys are by Super Bowl week. I mean, you've played – at that point, if you're not a number one seed, that's your 21st game, I believe. Like, mm. it's, just, it's just hard to believe that these guys can play that much football. Well, the NFL could back it up and start it a week earlier, and they could do that holiday buy and let these players be with their families. And I don't think fans are going to miss games because they're doing holiday trips and everything. And you got the college football playoff, which will be expanded running during that time uh, next year. I, it would be something to look at. I doubt they'll ever do it because TV wants to keep the consistency and the storylines going. Frank, I love our NFL conversations. Uh, if we don't talk before the holidays, uh, enjoy them, okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. You as well. All right, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL Insider, columnist, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. The 24th annual Helen DeVos Children's Hospital Radiothon continues until 7 tonight. I'm inside the lobby here at the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital in downtown Grand Rapids. You can hit up the Meyer phone banks right now, make a donation until 7 tonight. 1-877-953-5437. That's one eight seven seven nine five three five four three seven or online. You can give right now. Give.corwellhealth.org forward slash radiothon and Dave Taft and the crew from iHeart West Michigan, Tim Fagan talking about four hundred thousand for today only. May be realistic by seven PM tonight, coupled with I think close to two hundred and fifty thousand yesterday. They could shatter last year's record possibly in the neighborhood of beating it by over $100,000. Thanks to all of you across the Michigan Sports Network listening. We're doing this for the kids. That's what it's all about. On the lighter side of life, I do want to invite everybody listening, circle your calendar on December 20th. From 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., you can stop by the Ada Indoor Country Club. It's on Pettis in Ada, west side of the state. They have the golf simulators. You can rent it out for parties. It's really a first-class indoor golf facility, the Ada Indoor Country Club. And we're doing a huge promotion uh, on December 20th from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. You can stop out to the Ada Indoor Country Club. You can take three swings for the longest drive contest on the simulators and three shots for closest to the pin. Long drive will win a Taco Tuesday overnight stay, taco dinner, 36 holes of golf for four. 
courtesy of Matt Golden and his team at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Closest to the pin on Wednesday, December 20th at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis here on the west side of the state. We'll get a foursome to play Pilgrim's Run, which is just north of Grand Rapids in a beautiful uh, 18-hole layout. So no cost. You can stop out, take your swings for free, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., circle your calendar, put it in your phone, Wednesday, I think it's Wednesday, uh, December 20th. And I will be at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis in Ada. They have memberships. You can rent it out for Christmas party, corporate events, uh, a great Christmas gift, stocking stuffer idea. Uh, you can follow the Ada Indoor Country Club on Facebook. Uh, they got a pretty cool page there. Or go to adaindoorgolf.com. That's adaindoorgolf.com. A private indoor golf simulator and bar experience. And circle December 20th, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. Come out and take three swings in the middle of winter. Indoor simulators, long drive contest, closest to the pin. You could win that Taco Tuesday package from Tellymore or a foursome at Pilgrim's Run, and there's no cost. So thank you to the entire crew at the Ada Indoor Country Club. A nice little Christmas gift from us uh, to everybody who listens. To the callers online, stick around. Your huge opinions are next. And Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com columnist. We'll talk about the Lions at the Bears on Sunday. He'll check in from the Motor City. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions currently sit in third place overall in the NFC at 9-3. This week, another divisional matchup as they'll see the Chicago Bears for round two between these two teams. It was a tightly contested matchup in the first go-around back on November 19th as the Lions won at home 31-26. Now, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn said that the D is much improved this year and statistically categorically one would agree however this is a great test in the area that the Lions have struggled the most against the Dan Campbell tenure the mobile quarterback Bears quarterback Justin Fields not only had 169 yards and a touchdown through the air in the first matchup but 18 carries for 104 on the ground it'll be Lions and Bears in the Windy City at one o'clock on Fox Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence. 
bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Honolulu Blue Friday, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You're 21 and up. Enjoy that adult-crafted cocktail, blue raspberry, lemonade, and vodka. Get it at local stores, pubs, restaurants, and also inside Ford Field for Lions games. Love the Honolulu blue and silver can. It's awesome. I do have the quick link if you want to find out more about it. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Final couple of segments here from the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, the 24th annual Radiothon presented by iHeart Radio West Michigan. They're looking at setting a record over $600,000 raised the last two days. You have about 90 minutes left to call the Meyer phone banks. 1-877-953-5437. That's 1-877-953-5437. You can hit the Meyer phone banks with a call and donation until 7 tonight. And online, give.corwellhealth.org forward slash radiothon. Let's go talk about Lions and the Bears on Sunday in Chicago. Mike O'Hara. Detroit Lions, senior columnist when it comes to Lions in the NFL. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Uh, huge, doing just fine. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, 9-3 and three team, but that excitement level is tempered a little bit uh, by injuries and lack of a pass rush at times. They've navigated four games they easily could have lost. They're 3-1 and one in those four. That's big. So as we go into this final part of the season, Michael, where are you at on the Lions? I think they're in pretty good shape, obviously. I think uh, you know, some of the in, in, a, in, a, in a drive, you know, a, a drive like this, you're, you know, your strings come out and so do your weaknesses. So sort do of the things that, you know, don't quite shape up and some of the other stuff does. So I think the Lions are about one. You know, I never would have thought that they would be a 12 and, you know, 12 and 5 team at the start of the season, but they're sort of heading in that direction. They've exceeded what I thought they would do. I thought they'd be a, a 10 win team, but they really proved me wrong in that, and I think they deserve to be where they are. What, what are the strengths of the Lions right now, Mike, when you look at this team? What would you define as the strengths as to why they are 9 and 3? Uh, the entire offense, I think, would start with that. It's, it's special teams, and then defense, take your pick on what, on what given day uh, what, and who they've played and how they've played. It's it's still a puzzle. and It's been a puzzle since the start of the season and it's, it remains that way. You're just not quite sure what you're going to get. 
except that it hasn't been very dominating at, 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 at any time. You know, I look at this team and I see nine and three in the standings, and they're right there as the third best team, maybe a top four at least, with Dallas, the Eagles, and the Niners in the NFC. And and all the injuries that we've seen from this team, and they're still nine and three. I that that's an amazing stat when you look at the laundry list of injuries that they've had, and even injuries that will come into play Sunday on that road trip to Chicago. Uh, I'll give Campbell and his staff a ton of credit to be nine and three, considering those injuries. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's exactly what I was going to bring up. And if not just the head coach, and look. You know, Dan Campbell is, is, the, is the leader of this gang. No doubt about it. Offense, defense, special teams, you name it. But it's also the assistant coaches that, he, that, he's, that he's dealt with or he's either brought in or, 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 or the ones he, he retained when he took over, uh, turned over this job. And, and they've done really a terrific job. You know, we thought we were going to, for example, this is just one example, huge, but we thought we were going to have for the first time that offensive line intact for a full season. You know, they barely got past their shadow. You know, and still, they still have a, ter- a terrific running game. The quarterback has done a good job in the passing game, and they've really done a, a good job overall. You know, on offense, defense, it's been a different, it's been a different matter. They just haven't been able to mount any sort of pass rush uh, pressure, consistent pressure on the quarterback, and it's, it's it's really changed, I think, to some degree. The way that they might want to call plays or or, or plot a game, game plan, but you know, they've been able to get through it offensively, defensively. It's, to me, right now at this stage, it's unrealistic to think they're going to make any sort of great jump forward defensively with five games left. This is a spot where J-Mo Williams can really help through the final five games of the season and into the playoffs. We've had glimpses of his speed. The end around, the way he turned that corner, somehow wow. Campbell and his wow. staff have to find a way to have J-Mo get more touches beginning Sunday against the Bears. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think it doesn't matter who catches the ball or who scores the touchdowns. It really doesn't. But one thing about Jamison Williams, he's, he is really quite a kid. He really is. He's easy to talk to. He's approachable at his locker. And... He's a football player. He wants to play ball. That's what he wants to do. And I think a lot of us, myself included, have uh, have a different opinion on him now in December than we had in you know July and training camp and, and so on. I just think he's. I'm not saying he's going to be the next great, all-time great player, but he's really he's a real factor out there on that on that field. He really is. Michael Harry, Detroit Lions senior columnist, DetroitLions.com, uh, joining us. Uh, your thoughts on the possibility of Stafford and the Rams being that first <laughs> opponent home playoff game against the Lions if the Lions take care of business like they should and win the NFC North and be the three seed? Look, I'd love it and not for any other reason. And I'd like to see Matthew Stafford play again, but I think it would be a great – I think it'd be a fun matchup. I think the Detroit Lions would win it. I think they got a better team, but I just think it would be a, I think it would be a, a classic. Just maybe just for Detroit alone, you know, and, and maybe the, the Rams also. But I, I would love to see it. Really would. Amen. I'm Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com. My friend, enjoy that game on Sunday. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, Michael Hara from DetroitLions.com checking in on the roast umber coffee guest sign. I've mentioned a few of the stories that have been shared 
in regards to a connection here at Helen DeVos uh, Children's Hospital. I promise uh, on Monday when we look back at the final total, uh, I'll get to the stories that have been shared. I don't want to leave anybody out. Pretty amazing stuff that goes on and has gone on here at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. You do have about an hour and 20 minutes left to donate to the 24th Annual Radiothon, 1-877-953-5437. That's the Meyer Phone Banks, open until 7 p.m., 1-877-953-5437. Donate online at give.corwellhealth.org forward slash Radiothon. You have until 7 to donate to the 24th Annual Helen DeVos Children's Hospital Marathon and Radiothon with iHeartRadio of West Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get your groove on. Everybody get up. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night, Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Each and every week on The Huge Show, we talk to Dr. Bill Pink, the president 
and other leaders at Ferris State University that are moving Ferris forward in Big Rapids and across Michigan, whether it's in the classroom, on the court, on the field, on the ice. We talk about leadership and how it makes a difference at Ferris State University. You can find out more at ferris.edu. And Andy Bronkema is the head basketball coach on the men's side for Ferris State University, one of the top D2 programs in America. And he's standing by. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Good to be on again. All right, let's talk about where Ferris State Bulldog basketball is at right now. Well, you know, we're we're like a lot of other teams. We're, we're really, we got some bright spots, but trying to find a rotation, trying to find ourselves, battling some injuries, which is pretty common in sports. And uh, we're getting into league play here. So everything's a little tougher when you get in the league, very familiar opponents. And uh, you know, basketball is a two-semester sport, so it's a long season. you got to got to kind of take them one at a time but I huge I love basketball because man you, don't, you only got to be better that day right I mean you get you settle it on the course so um, every night half the teams in the nation win and half of them lose and that, that's a good thing so you're you're never far out of it yeah and that comes down to leadership on keeping your team focused win or lose so talk about where you have learned how to grow as a leader on and off the court. Who inspired you, Coach Bronk, uh, to be the leader you are today at Ferris? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I had just a blessed history of, of people inspiring me. I, I played for, grew, grew up in a household where my father was the coach and athletic director, and uh, I played for some Hall of Fame coaches in high school, um, Bruce Coltman, Matt McDonald, played for a Hall of Fame coach in college, him elders at Cornerstone, and I uh, just been blessed with a lot of great coaches around me, and then got my start under Bill Saul, who's now um, the Kelvin University head coach for for their men's basketball team. So just really fell into a lot of you know great coaching uh, trees there, and it, it it shaped me and helped me become a leader. But when you talk about leadership, you know that's that's what it becomes about, right? So winning and losing is a byproduct of everything else. And, of course, we get judged on the scoreboard, so we don't want to hide from that. But at the same time, basketball, when you look at where it fits in the Ferris State, is just an extension of the education. So it's a leadership degree, a leadership program. And employers like that. Employers like young men that know how to work with a team and know how to go through adversity and know how to you know, put somebody else before them. So, you know, that's what what we have to offer and we offer it through you know the avenue of basketball and it makes it makes these guys pretty valuable leadership on campus uh, dr bill pink uh, who joins us uh, most weeks uh, here on moving ferris forward he is really uh and i livened up I, i'm trying to find the right word when it comes to the culture uh, at ferris sports academics uh, on campus, off campus, across the state. Uh, from your perspective, as a guy leading the Ferris State men's basketball program, what what have been your impressions on Dr. Bill Pink, the president at Ferris? Well, first of all, you know he's got a great basketball background, so that's uh, that's pretty awesome. He can he can really relate in all those regards. But when you talk about the spirit of the university and the way we're moving forward, you know it, it starts with him and his enthusiasm and. Um, the, the thing about Dr. Pink is, you know, it, it's all very genuine. It's just who he is. It's how he operates every day. 
Um, you know, in, this, in that short time he's been here, you know, I, I've got dozens of stories already how, you know, we run into him with a recruit on campus or somebody's visiting, and he takes the time to really connect with them. Uh, and, and, you know, he took his bulldog pin off of his suit jacket, placed it on one of the uh, recruits, younger sisters, and says, give this back to me when you're coming to Ferris in 10 years. You know, that sort of thing. And it's genuine and it's awesome. And it just makes you want to do the same thing. You know, for me, it's the basketball program. That's my little contribution to the greater Ferris. But uh, when you have a leader like that, and then it trickles down to Steve Brocklebank and all the coaches. So that's the excitement he's talking about. I see him leading the way in that. I just want to contribute to you know, to it too, but there is a lot of excitement. The growth of Ferris since you've been there, uh, away from Dr. Pink, who's been on campus for a little over 18 months. How has university grown, which then becomes part of the pitch for you when you're recruiting, whether it's hiring new assistant coaches, team personnel, or trying to bring student athletes to Ferris? Talk about the growth in Big Rapids and across the state. Yeah, you know what? Some of the growth is is underneath right now. You know, they talk about bamboo shooting up after years and years of growing the roots, and I think we're growing the roots. So that's the way I think. I think the growth outwardly is gonna is gonna happen here quickly. Um, but growth, things maybe you haven't seen or heard about. You know, our facilities are getting better. Um, just the things we're able to do. But the, the growth really lies in the effort of the individuals when you're talking about the sports programs it's the different individual coaches selling the dream it's all the academic programs that we've always had here um that that are easy sells for students to come to so a lot of that stuff has been the same but it's just it's just a restructuring with with the times and getting set for a lot of growth so the excitement's there the infrastructure is starting to get there and you know the explosion i think is yet to come to be honest um, so that, that's the way I see it, and I'm looking forward to being around for that. Um, and, you know, that, that's why, you know, you wake up, you go to work in the morning, and it's pretty exciting. Andy Bronkema is the head basketball coach for the Ferris State men's program, joining us from Big Rapids. Ferris.edu if you want to find out how Ferris is moving things forward in so many different areas. You just heard Bronk uh, refer to that. That's Ferris.edu. Uh, when you look at the transfer portal, before I let you go, I want to get back to basketball here. Uh, how has the transfer portal helped and hurt you at the D2 level in hoops? Well, if you get a good young player, you know, you're liable to lose them to a Division One situation. And a lot of that, you know, can be, can be a lot of different things. But it also can help you, too. So if you want run one of the higher level Division Two programs, you know, you can get some kids coming in that want to be a part of that. So, basically, you can't you can't focus on it hurting you or helping you. You just got to live with it and stay excited. Um, if you spend time complaining about it, um, then you're losing ground. So you're going to lose some players. I think you want to be open with them. You want to talk to them, and if it's right for them, or even if you disagree, but they decide it's right for them, you want to help them move to a spot where where they want to be and then you just bring somebody else in that that you know wants to be with you so that's the landscape right now of how teams are being built and you you have to you have to deal with it so 
that we lost our leading scorer from last year. And, you know, I've tried to stay in touch with him. He plays for a friend of mine, and he's having a great year, so good for him. And, you know, we brought in a couple transfers that, you know, get to play for us this year. And, you know, I'm giving them everything I have to, to develop them. And so it's just a shuffling of players, shuffling of the deck, and that's what we live in right now. So you got to deal with it. Andy Broncomo is the head men's basketball coach at Ferris State University in Big Rapids, joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Each and every week, we talk to the leaders at Ferris State University. Bronk, uh, good luck. Uh, weekend coming up uh, through the season. We'll connect before it's over, okay? I appreciate it. Yep, thank you. All right, Andy Broncoma, men's head basketball coach from Ferris State University, talking about uh, the Bulldog Hoops program and also what's happening on campus. And Ferris also is making inroads all across the state of Michigan. You can find out how Dr. Bill Pink is moving Ferris forward with great leaders, including Bronk and Tony Anise and others. Go to ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge.